Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who is lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thanks, Marty. Well, in our uh, carols by candlelight service on Sunday evening, we looked at how an angel appeared to the shepherds in the fields around Bethlehem uh, with a message, a message of good news that uh, would bring great joy to all the people. Why would the news of Jesus' birth bring great joy? Because it was the news of salvation. That was the message today. In the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. A saviour had been born who would save the people from their sins and all the pain and suffering that sin brings. We mentioned how the shepherds would probably have been pretty tough guys. Um, They lived out in the fields, looking after the sheep, protecting them from wild animals. And yet, when an angel appeared, they were terrified. Imagine then when a whole host of angels appeared. If they were terrified when one angel appeared, imagine how they would have felt then. This is the, uh, the photo that um, appeared on the uh, Christmas invites that went out to the village. Some of you might recognize yourselves on them. Now, if those angels appeared to you, um, you probably wouldn't be very terrified, would you? You'd probably think, ah. So why did these angels then that appeared to the shepherds suddenly appear? Why were they so terrifying? What were they doing there? Well, they responded to the first message the first angel had brought. The first angel announced the arrival of the baby, who is also the king, the Messiah, 
the Savior. And the rest of the angels responded with this declaration. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Glory and peace. But what do they mean by that? Glory to God in the highest heaven. However many billions of dollars Elon Musk and Richard Branson and others may have spent on space exploration, they will never be able to travel to the highest heaven. Because this is where God lives, this is where somewhere outside of time and space, it's almost like a, another dimension, if you like. Now that is where the angels have come from. Angels aren't really like little girls dressed in white dresses. Uh, they're God's messengers, they're God's warriors. And the reason they are terrifying is because they've been in the presence of God himself. Some of you might have this idea of God as um, an old man with a grey beard uh, floating in the clouds. Bit of a Father Christmas type of figure. But God is very different from that. God is glorious. God is great in every aspect of his being and his nature. And we see some of the glory in what he does. We see the glory of his creative power in the world around us. We only need to look at the, uh, the power of a thunderstorm, the beauty, the variety, the, the detail of uh, the landscapes, of the flowers, the birds, the animals around us. Incredible abilities of our own bodies as we uh, hear, we speak, we taste, we feel, we touch. We see the glory of his provision in the abundance of food, and there'll be for sure plenty of that today, and the abundance of raw materials that we can use. And we see the glory of his presence as we look at the vastness of the universe. As humans, we can only be in one place at one time on this tiny planet, although it sometimes feels that we're trying to be in so many different places at once, especially in our heads. And yet God is present everywhere. In the birth of Jesus, we see the glory of God's kindness and his love. In the life of Jesus, we see the glory of God's purity. In the death of Jesus, we see the glory of God's mercy. The angels have been in the presence of God. And that is why the glory of God shone around the shepherds when they came to visit them. And that's why they were terrified. The good news of Christmas is that God sent his son into the world to save them from the punishment they deserved. The punishment we all deserve for rejecting God, the one who made us. And as God sent his son into the world, therefore he deserves the glory. Now that doesn't mean that God can be made any more glorious than he already is. This is not some sort of heavenly New Year's honours list that he's accumulating. Now, to give God glory means to see him more for who he really is and for what he has really done. For example, we can't see this part of space with the naked eye. Um, but it's there, and through a telescope, we see something more of how it really is. That's what it means to give God the glory, to give people a better idea of what and how he really is. The glory goes to God. But what's the other thing the angels are singing? Peace on earth. I don't know if you've opened your Christmas presents yet. I'm sure some of you might have done. And notice one that um, Molly had there. 
good outfit for, uh, for your new doll. I'm sure some of you are waiting until you get home from church to rip open those Christmas presents. It's nice, isn't it, to give and to receive presents. But it's often not really the things that um, you can buy that people most want or need. In the words of the Beatles song, money can't buy me love. Money can't buy me health. It can't buy me happiness. Look at these uh, pictures on the screen here. I wonder what is the one thing, if you were to ask all those people, they would want for Christmas that money can't buy. What would you say it was? All I want for Christmas is peace. All I want for Christmas is peace. Wouldn't that be a much better situation to see those uh, pictures there instead of the previous ones? Peace. And that is what Jesus brought when he came down from heaven to earth. What exactly is this peace? Well, it's dealing with the brokenness of the world. When God made the world, it was very good. But when people decided to do things their way, when they decided to reject God, then sin came into the world, and the world became broken. And the order and harmony with which God made the world became disordered and discordant. Jesus coming into the world was saying, I've come to restore the order, I've come to restore the harmony to the world and to the people. I'm coming to make things better. Now, if you um, were voting in the last uh, general election, that's probably the message you heard from a lot of the politicians, wasn't it? We're coming to make things better for you. So why were Workington Man and Worcester Woman and all the other voters frustrated with what the politicians had to offer? Well, because they were all promising to make things better, but people found it hard to, to trust them to believe that any of them could really make a difference. After all, there will always be crime. There will always be sickness. There will always be poverty. There will always be broken relationships. Politicians are trying to treat the causes, the the symptoms, but not the cause. The cause is that people are focused on themselves and have rejected the God who made us, God has taught us how we can live life to, to the full. People are wanting to attain control of their lives and do things in their own strength the way they think is best. The result is that either they become filled with pride or a sense of failure and will never be satisfied. Peace on earth is impossible for, for people to achieve. No government will be able to achieve lasting peace on earth. None of us we'll be able to remove all the personal conflicts that we experience from our lives. Because at the heart of each one of us is a desire to put ourselves first and seek first our own glory. The fundamental problem that Jesus came to deal with is that the relationship between us and God has been broken. And that can only be restored by the one who made us in the first place, God himself. And that is why Jesus came at Christmas, to restore our relationship with God. He came to bring peace, to bring peace between people and God. The birth of Jesus is like God coming to us, offering an olive branch, offering us peace. It's God saying, I've come to free you. I've come to enable you to experience my love, to fill your hearts with my perfect desires. 
It was an expensive peace offering because it ultimately would cost the life of Jesus. But God was pleased to do that because he loves each one of us. This is what it says in the book of Colossians, which sums up what God has done at Christmas. God himself was pleased to live fully in his son. And God was pleased for him to make peace by sacrificing his blood on the cross so that all beings in heaven and on earth would be brought back to God. You used to be far from God. Your thoughts made you his enemies and you did evil things. But his son became a human and died. So God made peace with you. And now he lets you stand in his presence as people who are holy and faultless and innocent. Those are amazing words, aren't they? That we are able to stand in the presence of a perfect, holy, powerful, glorious God as people who are holy and faultless and innocent. And not because of anything we have done that has earned us the right to stand before God, but because Jesus has done everything for us. He's taken the punishment that we deserved. And we each have the opportunity to accept God's offer of peace as we put our trust in him. And once we receive forgiveness for our sins, then we're reconciled to God and we want to be reconciled to one another. We're able to offer them the mercy that we ourselves have enjoyed from God. And that is what that then looks like, to have peace on earth with those around us. So I hope this Christmas that you are able to put your trust in Jesus the Saviour. And as you do so, you're able to give God the glory and to enjoy the peace and the joy that he offers. If you want to know more about um, this Jesus, the one who can bring true lasting peace into your life, then do uh, uh, have a word with me afterwards or come back after Christmas when you've finished uh, eating all the food and the mince pies and opening the presents. Um, Or grab a booklet on the way out as you leave this morning. Would you enjoy the rest of your day? Um, As I said, if you'd like to give towards the work of uh, Sharing Life Trust or Open Doors, there is a retiring offering. Uh, But let's close now with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Amen.